0: we left off on the bottom of the at the Mishnah so the Mishnah is going to talk about if the husband either didn't know about the concept of hafara that he has the ability to do hafara or he was familiar with the concept of hafara but he didn't know that the neder that his wife took was actually subject to hafara and the ensuing discussion in the Gemara is going to compare the shittos of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda on their, their opinions with, with regard to Miktsas Yidiya, Kekol Yidiya because in our Mishnah, the husband knows something, but he doesn't know everything. He knows that there is a concept of hafara, but he doesn't know that this nether is subject to hafara. So that relates to the issue of mixas yedia kikol yedia. Do we assume that partial knowledge is like full knowledge or not? So we're going to compare the Shittus of of Rabbi Yehuda, how they apply mixas yedia kikol yedia with regard to hafara, and how they apply it with regard to someone who's seach beshogeik, that the Torah is all parsha, a person. Who kills bishogeg where he goes to galus? So what if a person has a miktsas yedia? Is he included in that uh, in that parsha of rotzech bishogeg? Then the Mishnah on peches amalav is going to talk about a person who's madir hanaal hasano He doesn't want to give his son-in-law any ana, but he would like to give his daughter a gift. So what can he do to give his daughter a gift and bypass mashakansisha kana bila to bypass any uh, any rights that the son-in-law will have in the in the gift? And there's going to be which lashonos the person has to use in order to be able to give to his daughter and to bypass his son-in-law. Meaning, mean, the Mishnah is going to make clear that there is a way to do it. The Gemara is going to have a what phrases have to be used when he formulates the gift that he's giving to his daughter. And then on Amit Beis, we're going to have a Stira, whether Yad Isha Ki Yad bayla applies in being Zochah for an Eruv um, uh, for, uh, 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 from, from a husband, and a woman being Zocha and an Eruv from a husband. Do we assume that the woman cannot be Zocha, the Eruv for the whole community, when it's the husband who's being makna, the box of matzahs, to her? Or do we assume that she can be in the Eruv for the whole community? That's going to be a stira that we're going to address in the Gemara on Amud So let's begin with the Mishnah, says the The husband says, I knew that there's a concept called Nadarim. What I didn't know was that there's a concept called hafara that I have the ability, that I have that kind of power that I can undo my wife's Nadarim. He had no idea. So on Yom Shamao, on the day that he heard about the Nadar, of course he wasn't Mefer He had no idea that he was allowed to be Mefer So the Allah is yafer. He could be Mefer anyway So when, when can he be Mefer? Showed him understand, it means that Bisha as soon as he finds out that he has the rights to that becomes Yom Shamo, that becomes the day that he hears about the Netherborough, calls man that he didn't know about the Din of Hafara. Any hafara he may have done is invalid. Meaning, if he if he had no idea that there was a concept called hafara, but he did it anyway for some reason, he said I'm uh, I, I absolve my wife of any neder. I think that that neder shouldn't be binding at all. It doesn't. That hafara does not count as a hafara. The reason he can't be made for when he doesn't know about it, the mincha Shlomo explains, is because as a din that you have to know about the hafara in order for the hafara to work. So the achronim asked now. Well, wait a second. The gemara we had in ayin Be'ez, Amin, Be'ez, as a suffix if a husband could be mefer without hearing the neder, or is there only a din once he hears the neder? and the Ran writes La halacha, that the din shmiya is not ma'akev and if that's the case why can't he be mefer on the day that he hears the neder over here Granted, it's not called Yom Shmi'ah, it's not called the day that he heard about it, but nevertheless, he should be able to be mefer even without Shmi'ah. That's why we pass on that you don't need to hear in order to be mefer. So the Chaznish suggests in, uh, in Nashim, Simna uh, the Chaznish suggests based on the Gemara that we're going to in the Hemshech of the sugya that a Cherish is not a Bar Shmi'ah at all, and therefore he's not allowed to be mefer. So Mele, you see that uh, when he doesn't know that he's able to be mefer, maybe, maybe we can suggest he has a didn't of a cherish. Because the Shemir, his even though he heard about it, he heard the nedar, but his Shmi'ah didn't, didn't do anything for him, because he didn't know that there was a concept of hapharah. So maybe in that case, even though he heard the nedar, not knowing that he has the ability to be mefer, puts him in the category of a cherish. And that's why the Rishonim say that he can't be mefer until he actually knows that there is such a concept of hapharah, then he sort of is like, uh, he's, he's no longer a cherish at that point. So that's the first part of the Mishnah. He knew that there's a concept in the dharma was totally unfamiliar with the concept of hafara, so the halacha is again the way Rov Rishonim understand it even though it is a machlokas Rishonim, the way Rov Rishonim understand it, the halacha is when he discovers the halacha of hafara, that now becomes the Yom Shamo and that's when he can be mefer but Shazed Neder. if the guy was aware of the idea of Hafara the entire time. But he didn't realize that this specific neder was subject to Hafara. He didn't he knew that he learned in Yeshiva that there was a concept of Hafara. Sometimes you have you have case like this where people learn in Yeshiva and they know they know the sugya in and backwards and forwards and but then it comes to like They didn't realize that this is real life, that it actually plays out. Halakhala So the guy knew that there's a concept of Hafara. But he didn't realize that his wife took a neder. He never, he never made the connection, and he didn't realize that he's uh, that he has the ability to do a on this uh, on, on his wife's neder. That this nether is subject to that, that concept of fara that he learned about in yeshiva. So Rameiromer mm-hmm. lo Yafer, The Rameir says he cannot be mefer. The Yafer and The Chum say he can be mefer. When when does Ramir say no and the Chum say yes? Are we talking about when he first hears about the uh, the the neder when, when he still hasn't uh, dis- when he still hasn't discovered that he has the rights to be made for, Or Are we talking about once he discovers that he has the rights to be mefer? So the run over here has two days in how to understand this uh, this machlokas in the Mishnah. If you look in the run that when Remeir says he cannot be made for it means he can never be made for not when he first hears about it nor after he knows he says the Rameir's sheet is he can't be made for on the day that he hears he heard about it because at that time he didn't know that he has the rights to be mafer. By the time he learned that he has the rights to be mafer, it was no longer yom shamo, and therefore he lost all ability to be mafer. And the chacham disagree. Avol kol yomo shuvei numefer mefer numefer di yoma kama yoma shama mikri yoma shama mikri linyushiacha lahafarba linyushen uya'cha lahafar mikanulaba the chacham when they say they could be mefer, it means he could be mefer on that first day when he still didn't know that he had the, that that hafara applies to this neder that's when hafara would work but even the chacham would agree that once that original day that he hears the neder is gone he can no longer be mefer even though when he heard about it, but he didn't know that that, that, Afar, that this neder was subject to Afarah. Still, that was the day. The day that he heard about it, originally that was his chance at Afarah. That's the sheet of the Chachabim. So that's one way of understanding the Machlokas in our Mishnah. But, the other way of understanding it is that when Rameir says he cannot do afara, that Rabbi Meir holds the way we explained the Chacham previously. That Rameir holds that he cannot be mefer. After the Yom Shamo. but on the Yom Shamo, he could still be made Having the knowledge that there's a concept of Hafara is enough to allow him to be made on Yom Shamo, even according to Eimeir. The Omrim this field given to yeah. the others The Chachamim say that he has the ability to be made on the on the next day when he finds out that this neder is subject to afara, because it's not called Yom Shama if he didn't know that he has the right staffara. It's only called Yom Shama once he gets the once he, he realizes that he has the right staffara. So those are two ways of understanding this machlokas Sra Meir and the Khachad. Says the says the uh, the Gemara, wait a second, Raminu, I'll ask you Stira when it comes to a Rotzeah Bishogig, when it comes to someone who kills so the pasuk says that how does he kill below raos without uh, without seeing he has no he has no animosity toward him so he wasn't uh trying to do any harm to the other fellow it happened by accident he killed the person by accident so the in below raos what is below raos come to teach me Prat l'suma divri Rabbi Yehuda that we exclude a summa from the parsha that a blind person is uh, is excluded that's the uh, the shita of Rabbi Yehuda that this din is not about a summa the pasuk says that rotsayach has to be a person who generally can see Beloros means he doesn't see now so it's only in the case where right now he doesn't see his friend and that's why he killed him but a summa who can't see at all is not going to be high of galus at all the whole parsha of galus won't apply to a summa that's Rabbi Rameir Omer, the Shita. says asuma. Rameir says no. Below ra-os comes to include a summa. since asuma <laughs> uh, is able to uh, to to determine when someone is coming. He consents the presence of other people by hearing them or by uh, by by using his other senses. So Mela, this suma that kills should have been more careful with how he behaved around other people, and therefore he's going to go to Galus when he kills Bishogek. That's the machlokas Tanaim. So uh, that you see, therefore is a stirratar Mishnah. How in the world is that a steer to our mission? Our Mishnah wasn't talking about killing Bishogeg. What does this have to do with anything about Hafarah? So comes along the line and says, well, it depends which of my Pshatim in the Mishnah you accept. Let's take the first understanding of the Machlokas between Ramayr and Rabiudah in the Mishnah. The first understanding of the Machlokas of Ramayr and Rabiudah the Mishnah is that when Ramayr says Lo yafer, it means you cannot be Mefer at all, not on the actual day that you heard about the nether, nor on the day that you learned that this nether was subject Ta'afara. and the Chacham say on the day that you heard about the Neder, but not on the day that you learned that you first learned that it was subject to Afara so given that says the rhyme <laughs> and What is the Summa's relationship to the other person? How does he sense the other person? Well, he can never know for sure that the other fellow is there because he can't see him. But he can get an inkling that there's another person there. He can hear him. So he has what's called of the presence of the other person. Rameir's shita apparently is that he's still, that's counted like Anybody else, even though the Sum only has mixed us Yiddiya, he's treated like anybody else, like anyone who has kol yedia, who has the full ability to realize the presence of another person. And therefore, Ul Perusha commented the parishion of Hachi according to the first shot we had in the Mishnah, the Kasha goes like this, where the Gemara is asking as follows It's a double stira, midra meira umidrabiuda It's a stira in Rav Meir, and it's a stira in rabiuda. Now, Rabuda doesn't appear in our Mishnah. There is a Chachamim in our Mishnah, but the Rana is going to point out, we're assuming Bar Plukta of Rameir must be Rabbi Yehuda. So it's a double stira. How is it a double stira? When it comes to Rotech, Meshogik, Rameir holds the blind person is just like everybody else, even though he only has Miktas Yediyah, he has partial knowledge, that's the same as having full knowledge. But Ramesh holds in the Mishnah that on the day that he hears that the guy hears his wife's neder and he doesn't know that his wife's neder is subject to afara, but he does know there's a concept of afara. He too has mixas yedia. It's a different kind of mixas yedia. It's mixas yedia of a halacha as opposed to mixas yedia of a mitzils, But he also has a mixas yedia, and that mixas yedia is not enough to allow him to be. Made. So the mixtas yediah is not considered kikol yediah. That's the stira in Rabbi Meir. Vahacha and what's Steirin Rabbi Vahacha Rabbi Yehuda below Prat Lusuma Love Kikol Yedia. The in Rabbi Yehuda is that when it comes to the Rotzeach Bishogeg, Rabbi Yehuda says if he only has partial knowledge of the presence of other people, well then he's not like anybody else. That doesn't count as knowledge of the presence of other people. Mixes is not Kikol Yedia. Yet B'masnisa Rabbanan D'ahiny Rabbi Yehuda do Parfukti Rabmeir in the Mishnah the, Rab- the Rabbanan who we can positively. Identify as Rabbi Yehuda. Hold that Yafar Bo Biyom That on the day that he hears the Neder, even though he only has a mixas he only knows that the Neder is going to uh, that Nedarim are subject to Afara, but he doesn't have Kol he Doesn't know that this Neder is subject to Afara. Still, he has the ability to be made for almost related mixas Kikol Yediyah. Sounds like Rabbi Yudald's Mixtas Yediyah is Kikol Yediyah. And uh, so, Frek to the run. but wait a second. What about the Resha of our Mishnah? And the Resha of our Mishnah, the guy said he knows that there's a concept of Nidarm. He didn't know that you are able to be Mefer. And everyone said you're allowed to be Mefer. Isn't that also mixed And yet, both Tanayim and our Mishnah say you're allowed to be Mefer? So, V'Resha Duktani Diyafar B'Yom Shala Achorov Lo kasha. You can't ask from the ratio. The ratio is not even in the If you didn't know the, the notion of hafara, that's nothing. That's knowing zero. So that doesn't enter into this contradiction. That doesn't enter into this discussion with relationship to, to the Rotseach. So says the Gemara, now that we know the stira, we'll leave out the Ran's uh, explanation of the Kasha according to his second interpretation of ramey and the but the Ran does flesh it all out. But the understanding this kasha, uh, the kasha of the Gemara, in this way that the stira is within uh, both Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, uh, within the first way of understanding the machlokas Rameir and the Chaminar Mishnah. Amarava yana yana You have to look at the pas at the pesukim by in each context. And if you look at the psukim in the context of Rotseach, you'll see very clearly why Rameer and Rabbi Yudah disagree about Rotzeach. It's not about the general concept of Mixidia kolyadiyah, it's about hadadashim psukim. Rabbi Yudha gabe Rotseach siv. Bashar Yavo Esrei Rabbi Yeda thinks that the operative phrase by Roteach is the Pasuk describes uh, killing someone. B'shogeg, it describes a typical case where a person is in a forest and he's chopping wood and a piece of wood or the axe handle, the in is uh, what exactly happens, but something shoots off and goes and kills someone. But it describes yavo Esrei Eubiyar, that he goes into a forest called the Bar Eubiyar. So we learn that anyone who can walk in a forest is subject to this Parsha. And blind people also walk in a forest. But if you're going to say that the words below Raos are there, include a Suma in the Parsha of why do I need below Raos to include a Suma? He's a Bar he's already included. I already know to include him from Ya'ar. Prat l-suma. so it must be that what below Raos is teaching me is to exclude the suma, not to include the suma. Meaning you have a riboyachar riboy, so ain riboyachar riboy, lema'it that a riboy of below Raos and a riboy of Ashayav Ashayav come together to teach me that we should be mema'it the suma. But Rameir Savar, no, Rameir starts with a different baseline. He says Ksiv the Torah says bivli daas. Called a barmeda, that the person kills bivlidas without full knowledge of the other person. That implies that only someone who's a barmeda, who can have full knowledge of the presence of other people, is subject to gallus. The suma lav barmeda, who a suma can never have full knowledge of the presence of another person. The, so a suma is excluded. Now, if os were to then come to exclude a summa mi blidas What do you mean? We already learned that from blidas. Why would I need a pasukah bloros to exclude a summa? bloros So it must be that bloros is the summa. And again, the way, the, the way many of you should understand this is that bloros is prat Summa, but it's a miut achar You could understand it differently. You could understand that bloros is coming to be the, uh, to, to to tell us not to uh, read Das uh, as a uh, as a prat lassuma. Use das for something else because we have a below explicitly l'rablos Or you could say like like we're saying now that they're both a miut and in miutach and miut ella So in, in in the gemara it's clear that the reason Rabbi Yudah holds a as pater from uh, from Galos uh, is because below Ra'os is the Ma'it that it's, it's a way of reading the Pesukim. It's, do with svara, it's a way of touching up the Psukim. The difficulty is the Rambam in Ratzach Shmiros Nefesh per The Rambam writes that a Summa who kills Beshogeg doesn't go to Gaulus because he's karavla La'ones, because after all he can't see when there are people around him. So it's not really a Shogig, it's an Ones, it's, uh, it's beyond his control. He would never know who's really who's really near him, he can't be as careful as a regular person is able to be. So the Ahronamalla ask on the Rambam, that's a very nice svara, but it's against the Gemara. The Gemara says that this is not svara based, that this is Pasuk based It's based on a drasha from the Psukim. So the Arachlaner in Makos and Daftes explains based on sugi. he says, what's really the Machlokas here between Reb Meir and Rabbi It's not really a Machlokas purely in Psukim. They are, actually are arguing in Svara whether Mixas Yediyah that a Summa has is Kekol Why? How are they arguing with Svara? He says as follows. Reb Meir holds Mixas Yediyah is Kekol like uh, just like Reb holds by afara that if you hear Mixas and nedar. That you are not able to uh, to be made for afterwards. So mitzalah svarah, even a suma would be chayiv galus, because mixidiakol yidir. And therefore, when the Torah says bivlidas, it must be coming to be memaita not to be chayiv galus. And then when the Torah again says below that's a miyut and then it's coming l'rabos. But the baseline, the reason we assume bivlidas is coming to be Mimaitasuma is because the svarah pshuta would have been to be. Marba Asuma would have been to include Asuma because mixed Yediyah but Rabbi Yehuda holds that the 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 starting point is different. Rabbi Yehuda holds that Asuma would not have been Golos, It would not have been. would not be subject to Golos misvara because he only has a mixas Yediyah and he's like an ones like the Rambam says mixas Yediyah is not the same as call Yediyah. Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda holds is not call Yediyah like the Chum in the Mishnah that even if he hears Miksas of the Nether, he's able to. To be uh, uh mate for beyomayyidia, Biyo, and when the Torah says Bivlidas, Al Karchakh is coming to be Marba suma, And when it then adds belora'os, it's a reboy achariboy, which is only to be memite. But why is it that he understands that Bivlidas has to be Marba suma? Because the Svarapshutta would have been to be Memita suma. So it all the whole machloksha merebuddha is based on what the Svarapshuta would have started out as, and then we have a double negative to following whatever the Svarapsha to bring us back to that svara pshuta. so that's why the Rambam is correct in actually um, associating this with uh, with a svara rather than just pure drashos from psukim. Okay, new Mishnah now. Hamadir anah lichasano. The uh, the message changes on the side. First takes a He decides that his son-in-law should not get any anav from him. be to most, but he wants to give his daughter money. So Omer law, what he has to say to his daughter when he gives her the money is as follows. I am hereby giving you this matana on the condition that your husband doesn't have any rights over it. And uh, it's only yours in in insofar as you put it in your mouth. When you put it in your mouth, and when you uh, when you enjoy the benefits of it. Beyond that, it's not yours. So he says both of these shonos, The Gemara is going to discuss why both are necessary. Actually, even before we get to the Gemara, we'll see in the run. So two critical points in the run over here. Point number one the Rann makes is what, when it says Ma'os, uh, it's because if you were to give her Mizonos, none of this would be necessary. He wouldn't have to spell this all out, because after all, the Mishnah says, And you don't have to say, Even if there's a nedra anah, that a guy's not allowed to get anah from you, you're allowed, to be, you're allowed to give Mizonos to the guy's wife, and you don't even have to say explicitly that, uh, that the husband doesn't have rishos, because uh, he's giving her mizonos in place of the Baal. The Baal has no zuchus whatsoever in those mizonos. Why does he have no zuchus in those mizonos? So the Rans is very interesting because when, even when the husband himself gives his wife mizonos, she could do as she pleases with it. Let's say she decides that she's going to be mistapik b'muot. So he gives her uh, mizonos for a person who has a healthy appetite, who has a strong appetite and she has a very small appetite so she eats very very little and she saves up the rest. She sells it, whatever, she saves up the rest. So that that's all shaykh to her. The husband has no rights in any of that mizonos. When it comes to mizonos, it's different than money. All of these hoops that we make him jump through in our mishnah in order to be able to give money to his daughter is only if he's giving her money, but not if what he's giving her is mizonos. In fact, the Maria Asad in Shubat's has a, uh, a shayla about a couple where the husband was always giving his wife money for all the the household needs, and every week he would give her a certain amount of money, based Based on what he assessed the household needs are, and then one day the husband finds like a massive amount of money hidden away somewhere in the house, and he says, do you to his wife, you know anything about this? She says, yeah, you give me money every single week, and I'm very frugal, and I find the best deals on everything, and I save up, and uh, this is all mine now, because you've given me, uh, you know, this was my work in saving up all of this money. So Maria Saad quotes the Gemara in, uh, in, in, in Nazir that hour-round over here quotes that uh, uh, that, that a woman who's uh, if the, that that uh, that, that a, w- a woman who's married who has a behema and uh, and and they uh, and uh, when can they, how could it be that she that the behema is hers and we don't say kol mashakan ishakan abayla sort of papa and the gemara nazir gives two explanations how a woman could ever own her own behema one is shekamtsa meisasa that she saved up her husband gave her mazonos and she kept on saving up a little by little till she was able to buy. The Iba La that someone else bought it for her and said and gave it to Al Manas the Balakh So the Rashi over there writes in Nazir that the Iba Yaseima is saying that with uh, is rejecting the first interpretation that come to me he says, it wouldn't work, that it would not belong to her. So Maria Assad says, maybe it's Tully in those two days Rav Papa. When she saves up, is that called that it's actually hers, or is it not called that it's actually hers? Rav Meisha has an interesting truth where he says it depends how she how she saved up, if she saved up because she because of uh, you know she she figured out every chap. she figured out how to save up the miles and use the credit cards and yeah, and she knew how to be able to get everything that she needed in order with for for a quarter of the money, but that was all a lot of hard work to be able to figure all of that all of that out. And she was uh, she went very far away, then uh, walked far distances or drove far distances to find these great sales. So that's called al chak, and that would be that would be hers. That would be shala if it's alidayat chak. It's only if there was uh, just sales all the time and it didn't really take much work, then it would be Shaykh to the husband. That's, uh, that's how uh, Rav Moshe, Moshe writes. Um. But the Maria Sad says in that Tshuva that in the case where he was giving her money, she definitely doesn't get any of it. Even if you say that the is that Simto me- Meisasa Hareishela says that's only done by Mizonos. That, that Meisasa But if he's giving money allowances for the for all the household needs, so then the Maria Sad thought that she's not she's not entitled to any of it. Okay. But the, the second critical point that the Ran has over here is that you'll notice in the Mishnah when the husband says, when the father rather says to his daughter. I'm giving you this money, it's two things, he says. al that your husband has no rishos, and elamasha amashat noses v'nosenes b'vicha. Why are both of those l'shonos necessary? So the Ran writes about six lines before the end of the page. V'davka do-omr hani tre-lishni. Aval-omr e'en ben bel lo-mahani. If all he says is, Al-manaz, that your husband has no rights, that's not good enough because our Mishnah assumes like from that if you're giving to the woman you're giving to the husband why then does it work to even say these L'Shonas after all, every time you give to the woman it's like giving to the husband you could say all the L'Shonas you want and it's still like giving to the husband says the R'an hainu Time, mishum isha kla the lashon is very meduyuk it says when do you have the rights to be nana from this once it's in your mouth and only once it's in your mouth once she's already chewing on it the husband no longer has rights to be something then he no longer so it's, it only becomes hers once it's too late for the husband to have rights in it. So says the Raim, it would come out of Chiddush Gadol, that this idea of, of, of has to be something that takes away the husband's rights to be able to be it. So if it was clothing that he was giving his daughter and saying that it should only be yours once you're wearing it, well, that would not be a, a, a proper way to bypass the husband's rights because the husband could still be it while she's wearing it. It's only something that's being destroyed as she's consuming it where the husband has no rights in it at that uh, at that at that point that's when it's going to work so that's what uh, the run points out um so says the gemara now <speaking in Hebrew> Konayasun, konayasun bal. it only works when he, when he adds that second phrase, but if he just says do with it as you please well then the husband actually is going to be kona'ith, so we the Rishonim have difficulty understanding that line of Gemara the, what, what did the father say according to uh, this line of Gemara, the father gave money to the daughter and he said al that your husband has no rishos but that's all he said, he didn't say and it's only yours once you eat it, he just said al your husband has no rishos, so the halacha is that that since the daughter can't be Kona without the husband, the husband is Kona. Should that have been the conclusion? The, The father's only giving it to the daughter. I'll deny that the husband doesn't have rights to it. So if that's impossible, if it's impossible to give to the daughter without the husband gaining rights to it, shouldn't that... Shouldn't that nullify the whole Matana? Shouldn't that invalidate the whole Matana? Shouldn't it then belong to the father and not belong to the husband at all? At all? Why does it say, Kani Yasun Baal? The husband shouldn't be the owner of it. So this is something all of the Rishonim struggle with. The run in Kiddushin and Afchesam beis writes that this is similar to being masal al-Masha Kasu betora, where the Tanai is bottle and the mice is Kayim. The reason the husband has rights to it is because the, uh, since the, there's the, you, you can't be Makayim, this tenai, It's you're being mas. Uh, it's like being Masa al Manashat right. Being Masa al you should fly up to the sky, which the Gemara says in get and Pay Dalib, is not a Tanay t- 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 상- at all, because obviously he's only trying to be Masachik, but he's, he's joking around. So to give something to a married woman, al the husband has no rights to it, it's a joke. It's ridiculous. It's against the Dineh Torah. So it's obviously not serious, and obviously he really means to give it as a Matana. That's how the Ran understands. You have to understand uh, this, this you now. It's a little bit different, though, because there is a way. There's a way to bypass the husband it's just by adding that extra phrase by saying uh, that so it's hard to say that the whole svar of that he was obviously joking and the whole thing is ridiculous, it's like flying to the Rukia is it really? I mean he could have he could have made this work had he just known to say that extra phrase, but that's the Rans understanding, the Ritva says that the Yad Isha's kiad they're Mamish like Guf Echad, they're like one body, so if that's the case, what would happen if you would give someone a Matana, and you say, Al-Minas, that your left side of your body shouldn't be kona, this matana that's a joke, it's ridiculous, there's no such thing as part of your body being kona matana part of your body not being kona matana mistama, the tanai is not chal at all, because you can't be mechalek in the zechia in the kinyan. so the same is true over here yadi shakiyar baila der mamish kuf echad, so you're making a tanai that's a ridiculous tanai, that half of the body should be kona, half of the body should not be kona, the, there's a third sheet. Well, there are many other from Rishonim, but one of the more interesting is from and the Ritvan Kiddush, in both right, that maybe in a Echinami, the husband is not Kone, the Nechasm over here. When the Gemara says that Kone Yasin bal, all we're really trying to say is that it Tanai is not Mukuyam and if he's Kona then uh, then 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 the Baal would also would also be Kona. Meaning if the uh, if she's Kona the Baal would also be Kona. And since the Baal is obviously not Kona, because that was the whole Tanai, some Meila, the woman's not Kona either. That's what you have to you have to say, say these Rishonim, That the words Kona and Baal are not to be taken literally. they they're, they're saying that would be that, that would be where this leads you. It would lead you to kaniyasun Yasun Baal, which obviously isn't true. The Baal can't be Kona. Mimela, therefore, the woman can't be Kona. So that's all Rav's understanding, that you need both of these lashonos and the Mishnah in order to make this transaction work. U Omer, Shmuel says, No, Afilu Omer Masha Tirtzi Asi lo Baal. Even if all he says to her is, do with it as you please. It's just all your husband doesn't have rights to it. Even then, the husband will not be kona, and the girl will be kona. And that's perfectly fine for the, for the daughter. So the Rana, Namibbe, explains that this machlokas, Rabban Shmuel, is not a machlokus in how to read the Mishnah. They're not arguing what the Mishnah is saying. Now, it's clear that according to the Mishnah, you need both Lashonahs. But the Mishnah is going Alibadashita's Rad Meir. It's going according to Ram that the Yadisha's Kyadbaila. What Shmuel is saying is we don't paskin like our Mishnah. They did a kinami. The Mishnah says you need both. You need to say Amnasha Nabal and you need to say that uh, but we don't pass it like that we don't pass it like shitosh and therefore it's good enough to just make it tonight that's how Shmuel's shita is to be understood not as disagreeing in pshat in the Mishnah but disagreeing in the, uh, in, in the Halacha the Rosh Vass that doesn't sound that way from the Gemara because Rav's lashon was shanu Ela very clearly going on the Mishnah and Shmuel disagrees with that so it sounds like Shmuel is also going on the Mishnah. Muka Yosef says the Shmuel is on Rav in how to read the Mishnah. And he says that even if he doesn't add this nosy, it would be a valid tonight and the husband would not be Kona. Why does the Mishnah then say this? But who add in if he doesn't say it as well? The Rashba doesn't like that either. The Rashba says, the Rav HaDemilsa? Mishnah is talk like that. To just throw in an extra phrase that's completely unnecessary it doesn't really add anything? Can't be. The Rashba doesn't like that either. So the Rashba says, what you have to say is from what sounds like from the Rambam as well that both according to Rav and according to Shmuel if he makes a Tanai only al Menashe and the Baal everyone would agree the Baal is Kona the chasim. like the Mishnah of the Mishnah that with that Tanai alone, he cannot be Mavkiah the chasim from the Baal, the Makhlogis Rav and Shmuel in explaining the Mishnah is what the Mishnah is, is, is accomplishes by adding mashat Nosin Rav holds that the Mishnah is meduyak that you have to say specifically specifically that uh, this Phrase that he's being machna for this purpose only, and only then does the Tanai work. Shmuel holds that even if the father says, you have to add a second phrase, but it doesn't have to be that phrase. It could be. So the mission is not just throwing in an extra phrase for no reason. It's giving an example of the kind of phrase that you can use to bypass the husband, but it's got to be something to bypass the husband. It can't just be any phrase. That's how the Rashba understands. So frankly, Gemara Maskevla Rebbe the Rav clearly understands that our mission is going like Rav. That the Yadisha That the yadi is hundred percent. And when you give something to the woman, it's like giving to the husband or a minu. But I'll ask you, Stira, how do you create a shitufe mavuos if there are many mavuos? if there are many uh, chatseros in the Mavoy and you want all the chatseros to join together to be able to carry from one chatser to another through the Mavoy how do you create that Shab for Shabbos? You put aside a barrel of food and you say this should be for all of the B'nai Mavoy we do this with our eruve chatseros that we have here the box of matzahs, right up there we made a kenyan that someone was kona for everyone who lives in, uh, in North Woodmere that uh, that, that and your mezaka for them by making by having someone make a formal act of kinyan on their behalf who gets to make that formal act of kinyan? well it could be uh, your Eved Ivry your, your Amma Ivrya could do it or it could be your adult children who uh, you don't support or it could be your wife anyone who's not you is fine but if you're going to say that yad ishuk, yad you're going to hold a Shitas from Mayor, then how can you use your wife to make the Kenyan? In order to make Kenyan, you need some party who's not you to make the Kenyan, but you're the Makina. So someone else has to make the Kenyan. So how could the wife make the Kenyan? Answers Gemara Amarava Afikav Damer Yadisha Kiat Bila Mother of Amer Linyan Shituf. The even the Zachos who miad miad Bila That even though generally Yadisha is Kiat when it comes to being Kona the Shituf, since the woman is not being Kona for herself, she's being Kona for everybody else. She's considered an extension of everybody else, and she's able to be zochah. No, it doesn't seem to work. We have a stira, because and the following people could be in the eruv or the shittuf. and the following people cannot be the ones to make the kinyan in the eruv or the shittuf ayyidah benaubi ta haqtanim ve ishto young children or children are supported rather abda vishav non-Jewish servants and Ishto, so how can you tell me that when it comes to the Erev, it's, it's perfectly fine to use your wife as the one who's going to be of the Erev for the whole community? No, it says Ishto is not okay. So the run points out this isn't really just a Kashan Rav, it's, it's a Stira, it's a Stira in the two Mishnayas, that the previous mission we had said that Ishto is okay, and now we're saying Ishto is not okay. So what's going on? A woman has the, the ability to own land. If she has her own land that she has and she owns a in that mavoy, so she needs to participate in the air of also. So once she has a chazer in that mavoy, then she can be used to be condo for everybody else. Because since she could be condo. For herself, she's kind her for everybody else as well. Whereas, if she doesn't have a chutzre in that mavui, she cannot be kind for everybody else. So, when all the dust settles, how do we pass Do we pasquing like Rav, or do we pasquing like Shmuel? You want to give something to your daughter, but your your son-in-law, you already swore off any anah. So, can you bypass the uh, the son-in-law simply by saying al like, like Shmuel says, or do you need to have the the expressions in our Mishnah of nosis Says the ran Linyan Halacha, Shmuel that B'Shem uh, Rav Amram going Halacha Kishmuel why? Even though this is a machlokis about Nedarim, it's not really a Makhlokas about Nedarim it's a machlokis about Kinyanim, about Mominus so you wouldn't say Hilchsa K'Rav Suri over here, you'd say Hilchsa Kishmuel Bedini. furthermore Rav and uh, Rav passing like Rameir, and the Rav's whole sheet is based on Rameir, Shmuel is passing like the Rabbanan, Rameir and Rabanan. we were passing like the Rabbanan Furthermore, throughout Shas, whenever we need to come up with a case where a woman owns something and her husband doesn't own it, we always say, oh, the case is someone gave it to al Nasha in the Baalach Rishul Ben." Period. That's all the Gemara ever says when we need to come up. So Stamad the Gemara throughout Shas always assumes that that's a valid Lashon, that that's good enough. And that's how the Ramban paskins as well. However, the Ramban quotes from Rabbi Mutam and the Ravid paskin like Rav. Because over here, the Machlokas is a Machlokas in the Darim, and Hilch a the Darim is a Din in Nisr V'Heter, so therefore we pass not like Rav, not like not like so that's the Machlokas Rishonim, had a Paskin in the end of the day over here. So, tomorrow, we'll pick up at the Mishnah on the bottom of Pecha 7.